0: Okay, now we're recording the main. Oh, shit, i got to hook up the music.
1: I am Sir George, possessor of a magic sword. By its powers, I will lead you on the seven great adventures, each one mightier than the other. Together we will go where no man has ever gone, into the land of terror itself, where the Superman of evil is king. my seven curses and reach the dragon's lair. Together we will dare the demons of the green flame. See the white-hot face of the fiery rock. Enter the mammoth cave that closes behind you, where humans are trapped and tombed. Brave the volcanic inferno of the boiling crater. See the miracle of the magic sword.
0: This is Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight
2: Gatfly. This is Dr. Head. And this is Bwong
3: the Blue (laughs) Frap.
0: And you are listening to
2: On On Radio Radio Radio.
0: Fraptastic. And today we have a very special broadcast for you. Take it away, Professor Feather.
4: All right. Uh, I would like to say RIP to one of our own. Morgus. Moment of silence. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's comedic timing. Here we go. This is this is what I had in mind. This is going to be just. This is called wing it therapy, and uh, we don't do this too often because know, we too, are wing nuts. It, it, it <laughs> is usually right after a uh, tar trap and we like to give the inmates something a little special. So, this is it tonight. Okay, here's what we're going to talk about tonight. Think about whatever comes into your mind, and you know, let, let's you know, just 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 kind of think about this a little bit. Um, what is the First fantasy film that you watch that you just absolutely love. What's one of the first ones, or what's what? Let me let me change that. What is your favorite fantasy film, or in that ballpark? You know, everybody has more than one. So, pick define that. fantasy. No, no. Okay, you define fantasy. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
2: define it.
4: This is a free form, so I'm not. There's no. There's no discussion about what fantasy is. It's what fantasy is to you. I see. So like since my pick would be well, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, <laughs> that's kind of you know, really weird yeah. on the border fantasy. So okay. what what more can I say? It's not my pick really, but yeah that's a good example. Yeah. But anyway, there it is. So there it is. And um I've got a couple, you know, so if everybody, you know, just let's let's just go with it. And we're gonna we're gonna spin the old fez and so that the tassel points to Dr. Head. Ah, Dr. Head, I will
2: take it. Uh, after thinking we for these low,
4: these eight <laughs> seconds,
2: uh, <laughs> I think the earliest ones or favorite ones that, that come to mind are the ones that kind of shaped my love of the genre. Uh, they, they, they're both they're Harryhausen products. Yes. I think like Jason Ooh. and the Argonauts and I'm thinking like The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. I think those those two movies really formed a concept of what, what I thought was epic fantasy, you know, with, with skeletons that were regenerating and the fights and all the amazing creatures and the, the you know, the storylines that involved magic and, and swords and giants and treasure and adventure, you know, all those, all those things combined. Um, and I, I still love to watch those movies today you know, and I still feel all those kid feelings, you know, from, from when I first.
4: Where did you watching. first see that?
2: Uh, television. Television? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I did see, I think must've been the golden voyage of Sinbad mm. or Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, maybe. Or no, Eye of the Tiger.
4: The 70s uh, ones, yeah.
2: Yeah. I saw that one in the theater, but most of them came on the television. Um, yeah. Yeah, like the seventh
4: yeah. voyage, yeah. With, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're television. Did you see and that in a the
5: theater?
2: Yeah. I, I saw the one. It was it was something. Tiger was it? Sinbad in the Eye of the Tiger. Yeah, maybe it was Eye of the Tiger. Okay, yeah, I, I saw that one in a the theater. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, there was a time when our local theater had like during the summertime would play on Saturdays like movies for like fifty cents or something uh, all summer, and I remember them showing. One of the Sinbad's. it might have been the seventh voyage one week and it was like so I, so I got to see it on the big screen you know and that was oh, that was cool. pretty spectacular
4: But that's like the only one, so i remember but yes yeah, so i would i would go with those two yeah that's pretty long. good um that's pretty interesting because uh one of my two picks is seventh voyage of sinbad
5: yeah um mm-hmm.
4: because that came out in the in the late 50s
5: mm-hmm. and
4: you know i'm gonna say it you know it's inevitable i did see it in the theater. And I was, you know, I was probably eight, nine years oh, old. Perfect age for you. Oh, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the um, one of the other things that I really liked about that film, you know, Ray Harryhausen's, you know, stop motion is just, it's just, just beautiful, you know, and not just the stop motion itself, but the the actual figures and, and the and colors all put together. I, the, and the color, oh, to see it in the theater, you know, that's why I say it just. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just sat there. It was probably one of the few movies at that time. I just sat there, through the whole movie, didn't move, you know, watched the whole thing from beginning to end, just kind of mesmerized by the movie, loved it so much, you know. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think I saw it three or four times when it was there at the theater, because you could stick around. Back then, you could stay did and watch that at the five, or five times if you wanted to. Yeah, you know, our theater did the same thing. It was children twice. You could always <laughs> stay and watch it a second time. Yeah. And I always oh. That
2: every movie, yeah,
4: Dr. Yeah.
5: Head. That, that's but, kind of funny. You said about
2: that.
4: I wanted the, to bring in to mat- before. Mat- let me finish my thought was the the thing that was in there is the genie. And I mm-hmm. love that kid genie. And I, you know, what I really liked about him was the way his voice sounded.
5: Yes. Richard it had Tire that weird,
4: here. that weird sound that, that they, you know, added to it to give it that kind of echoey, you know, yeah. Hey, but and you, I just, when I was a kid, I, I went, man, that's so fucking cool. i love that i just love that and that was that was was one of my picks dr head nice (laughs) nicely
2: done so you walked around talking into a jar empty (laughs) jar
4: what about you dr tar
5: well seven four just in bed but going back to that matinee thing yeah that's the first one i ever saw that really kind of you know cyclops how cool was that scene and that was like right off the bat
4: yeah, and, you know, and it, it has like, one of the best bad guys in in torn I, I think the, too. Yes, that guy look, that guy really looked. He looked really the
5: part. And it was just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he
4: did. It was good. Yeah, I, the whole element,
5: everything to it, it was just really mm-hmm. good. But so was Jason the Argonaut. So you know, yes. it was just like, and I, that's where I was going back with Doctor Head. There, it was just like I got to see that at a matinee on the big screen in the Clazel. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh it was, yeah. It was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, it just kind of you know, the whole situation and ambience. Yeah, it was neat. It was really fun. But anyway, those kind of set my conceptions for fantasy. Oh, and the other one was uh Bird Eye Gordon's uh the magic sword. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. But didn't it when you were a little kid though, that uh what was it, the troll? In the when he had to ride the horse around him. Yeah.
4: Anyway, Bert Ikkonen, Mr. Big. Got to pay the troll toll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the Magic Sword too. I thought that's a good movie. I remember it when it came out. I was a little older, so you know, didn't quite but, strike me the same way. But I like, I, I, you know, when I think of fantasy movies, that's one I think of. And, and you know, it's pretty good. I mean, it was a low budget, but it was and the
5: dragon at the end. Think about yeah. that uh, mechanical contraption
4: that
5: they had to build. Oh, that was, oh that was
4: cool, I know. That would have been fun to work on.
5: Yeah, it would have. But anyway.
4: Gladfly, what about you?
0: Well, I, I agree with the uh, Sinbad, the two Sinbad movies um, were shown, re-released in the 70s, and we saw them at the, um, the Drive-It. Um, yes. Professor Feather took us to see that, and Jason and the Argonauts, which just blew me sure. away. Yes. Um, yes, but but the real fantasy core comes from cable for me. So there was a mix of like uh, so on uh, like HBO or Showtime or whatever you had at that time. It was um, uh, it was uh, heavy metal. Um, <laughs> nice. It was yeah. wizards. I saw that in the theater. Yeah, wizards, uh, the Ralph Bakshi. Um, mm-hmm. And then there were two that were really campy: uh, Hawk the Slayer, <laughs> oh yes, and uh, wait a minute, uh, Sword and the Sorcerer. Oh yeah, uh, I like that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, both both of them had like uh, book adaptations that you could read, and then you could watch the sh- the movie. Um, and the Sword and uh, Sword and the Sorcerer was great because he had that three pronged sword. sword. Two of the swords would shoot off and, and yeah. things. You know, it's awesome. Um, I, w- I would say the ultimate one though That was for me for fantasy Was Conan the Barbarian Yeah mm-hmm. The John, yeah, the yep. John Milius um, Right R- up there in my picks too
4: You're right Yeah, the, yeah.
0: just the, the, the cinematography The sets That was at the time One of the biggest sets Ever created in movies um, And um, it, Just the music And all that kind of stuff And it was funny Because at, the, at first I was a big Conan fan And I'm looking at Schwarzenegger Going he's got brown hair Fuck that um <laughs> you know and he's too goofy. He's not a Sumerian. yeah he's not a Sumerian <laughs> fuck that um but it really uh, like i think just the whole music you know that it was uh, based on um what is it mars uh by Hol- holt or whatever the you know that whole um score it was really just good and, it, the and planets, it had, yeah from yeah, the, the from the planets yeah and it had all those great characters you know, it had Subatai. Yeah, th- yeah, Thulsa Doom, who was um, not even one of uh, Conan's real uh, enemies. Um, that was called uh, the Conqueror's enemy. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But they thought thoth Amon was not cool enough, not ominous enough. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a great name, though. Right. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, and, like, there's really great, um, uh, like, I don't know, just, like, there's a, there's a certain depth to the writing and the... Into what they're saying, like about propaganda and all this kind of stuff. Um, and it's written by
4: who, of course, John Milius. No, um, Pete barbeauty Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone, really. Oh, no. yes, no kidding. Yes. Wow, yeah. yeah, one of the one of okay,
0: the okay, Conan,
2: know. back into the left, back into the left, <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, directed
0: by John, natural Milius. born Conan. But that, 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 that's, to, to me, that's that's the one that really solidified things because it was really as close to, you know, um, playing play Dungeons and Dragons at the time and all that kind of stuff. Yeah.
2: I remember reading about the scene where he had to kill the snake. You know, there's a huge, you know, 50-foot snake that they had built as a prop. And it was really, really cold, uh, cold there. <clears throat> and so the fake blood kept on freezing. So they started, <laughs> instead of putting water... Yeah, for the blood, they would put in vodka, <laughs> and uh, so the the, the the blood wouldn't freeze when, between takes. So he, Schwarzenegger was talking about how you know every time he would like you know cut into the snake or they between takes they'd all be like drinking the blood you know something like that. Oh. <laughs> where did they thought, film this at? This
5: where was it scary. filmed? At? It was in Spain. Spain.
2: Yeah. Now that was of, my first exposure. Which to is kind Koma. of weird because a lot
5: movie. of the Sinbad stuff
2: yeah. was filmed Same in here. Spain, too. And. Uh, there was a, a, a kid in my high school who was reading the, the novels, the short stories. And I would mention the movie and he's like, you know, go check out the movie. He says, but it's, you're going to have to want to read these stories. You know, they're so much better. And uh, so I saw the movie and I was hooked. I'm like, Oh my God, this is the best movie. So cool. And then that, what, that's what made me turn into a Howard fan. I began seeking out his fiction and his poetry. And just uh, ever since I was like 15 or, or so, uh, fourteen, fifteen, just a huge Howard fan. Just one of my favorite American writers. Just did a you? Uh, writer.
5: Did you see uh, what's it? Solomon King. That was, I,
2: there was. Um, a movie. Did you watch it? That that's the only one I've not seen of the, of it, the incarnations. I, it, I heard it's pretty good, but it's I okay. haven't seen
5: it. it um, I kind of like it. Just the time period. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. But it, you yeah. know, it, it's basically sword and sorcery type.
0: Yeah, it's it's a bit different. I think if you're a Conan fan, it can be kind of uh, uh, it can be kind of hard to read those. Um, the The one that I really like by Howard, you know, I know we're getting off on a tangent into pulp, which we should talk about. But if you've not read the collection of short stories called The Lost Valley of Iskander, oh um, yeah. it is uh, Indiana Jones. You know, what I mean, it is oh, nice. totally an Indiana Jones uh, series of short stories that are really good and all written completely by Howard. Which is a big deal because mm-hmm. if you read the, the series of short stories, and you you really get familiar with Howard's voice, you can really tell when it's not him, when it's Lynn Carter or de Camp. Yeah,
2: when they were filling, fillin', you know, finishing those the pastiches and finishing the Conan stories. As a kid, I couldn't tell because it was just I was just absorbing it. Um, but yeah, as you got as I got older and got more confident with his voice, you, yeah, it is easy to tell. You know,
5: but that's kind of like a, what they did with Lovecraft, though. I mean, all right. You know, it slowly didn't evolve away from the way he. Yeah, and
0: yeah. And he was just not a very good writer. Um, no, no, I'm saying, <laughs> but, but it Man,
5: changed. Yeah. The, but it changed the flavor oh, hey, of the story.
0: Okay, so. great ideas. You know, there's a lot of writers out there with
2: great ideas that are not good with their prose. or I agree.
0: Kind of it's just like them. I I,
2: just, <laughs> I like Lovecraft, or we'll have to have a go around with that's that. That's a that's a whole
4: discussion. That's a whole other discussion. We've kind of done that. Blue Fez, what's your pick?
3: All right, so I'm gonna go a little askew here. Um, so because everybody brought up the uh, the ones that I remember so well from childhood, but the one movie fantasy movie that i that stands out in my brain, seeing as a child for like the first time, nineteen seventy four. And it was the broadcast, the, the first broadcast of Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. Oh, good. One. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the first movie I can remember watching where you, ha- it starts, goes down one direction and then it just go it takes a and left turn into fantasy land and, and it's off the rails. And you've got this, you've got Gene Welder. You're not sure if he's a good guy or he's a bad guy. And he's, Kind of let these kids sort of get maimed in his chocolate factory, but you, <laughs> it's like you you can't look away, and that's the that's the first movie that always in my head that stands out is that that introduction to uh, to a fantasy environment, and that I can kind of dovetail off of that to. Uh, rankin and Bass's uh, The Hobbit, the the, the first animated adaptation, and that. I, I know a lot of people are not crazy about that. I personally love the the first animated Hobbit movie. I love the art style. I love the music. There's just something that the minute I can see it, I, it puts me right back to being a kid watching it on television and just like shushing everybody because I didn't want to miss the songs or about the the orcs or the trolls and then of course you know once uh, I discovered uh channel 50 you know and creature feature <laughs> and stuff like that then I would get uh, dumped into you know the the Sinbad movies and the Kaiju movies and the hammer films and yeah that's great Rust is history. <laughs>
4: Well, that's, that's pretty good. No, that's it. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. As a I like into that. Of. I like that. That's what. And I was thinking, you know, you, you think outside of the box of, of what we we're we're kind of used to. Uh, um, you know, and then there's just you know, fantasy. Bit, and how is how is that defined? And and what is your idea of fantasy? One of my very first real early memories of fantasy is the wizard of Oz yes. mm-hmm. um, yeah. because when I was a kid in the fifties, they would show it every year. It was a tradition that they would show it springtime and for the first two times that I re- remember it, we watched it at my home and we just had a black and white TV. So there was no big deal, you know, the, the big reveal. And the third time I saw it, um, my sister took me to a re showing of it, you know, at the theater. And, um, I was there again, I think I was eight, eight, seven, eight, something like that. Maybe, maybe even six. I was, I was pretty young, but we went to the theater and and saw it. And that's, so that was the first time that I got to see the, the transition from Uh black and white to color. Um, and then, and then from there on, I would always go to somebody's house who had a color TV to watch it. (laughs) Usually my, my, my favorite aunt and uncles, you know, they, they were fine with it. They loved it. We all come over and would watch it we could enjoy their 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 riches (laughs) that's my first and you know that movie still holds i love that movie Uh, i i love everything about that movie and it's probably because it's so tainted with you know my my youth um because you know it is flawed but i just i still think it's a brilliant movie and it also leads you into how many of you have gone, gone down the rabbit hole of uh the Wizard of Oz and Pink Floyd. I tried it once. <laughs> did you? I did, yeah. What did you think? I, I, uh,
2: some of it lines up okay. I mean, I think it was more, I knew it was going into it. It was It was more of like an urban myth, you know, than, yeah. than anything. Um, but I was willing to try it. And I could see why how people could make the connection between the two because some of the events line up. Yes. In- yeah. Interestingly yeah. enough, Uh yeah. But it wasn't a hundred percent match, and I also was looking for the uh, the supposed the suicide the hanging scene, where the oh, one where uh, yeah. the flying monkeys or one of the one of yeah. the Munchkins or something, you know, hanged himself in the back, of, you know. So I kept on like playing it, like looking for this like hanging Munchkin, yeah. but I never saw it. I'm like ah, you damn yeah. you.
0: <laughs> well, let's rehash. And Doctor Head, uh, how do you feel about the Wizard of Oz in general?
2: <laughs> um, I kind of feel about the Wizard of Oz like you feel about H.P. Lovecraft so <laughs> yes, uh, I, I really just I can't stand that movie um, I just I've seen it enough times I I, oh, I, uh, I I don't like Dorothy she's just whiny whiny just shut the fuck up uh, <laughs> yeah I just can't stand her <laughs> the flying monkeys creep me out you know they're <laughs> just really weird um you know, I, I get the whimsy of it. I mean, I think when I first saw it, it was amazing. The sets are beautiful and I, the colors are garish. You know, I still love the scene where you can see Oz, the Emerald City. I mean, it is a beautiful looking film. I will give you props all day long on the look of it. I just don't like and the songs. costumery
4: is just,
2: you know, all of it's that. Just it's just amazing.
4: It's yeah. just amazing.
2: You're right. It is. Right. It is. It's just, it's, those things are stellar. Um and I love the clouds of smoke when you when you when the uh, wizard is behind the curtain or right before, you know, before before you the big reveal, and there's such the thick voluminous clouds of green smoke. I'm like, oh my god, how would they make such thick smoke? You know, and I see it rolling in my head. But and it's
4: great, yeah, yeah.
2: But I yeah. just uh, just there's I don't like it. I but part of me wants to go back and watch again. Like, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you, Doctor Head? Who mm-hmm. hurt you? to make you not like this not like american this treasure but uh, <laughs> no. I just,
4: hey, it's not for <laughs> it yeah, everybody has their opinion and that's good yeah. you know and i it's not like you know i'm gonna go oh yeah hey I go, i'm gonna go watch wizard of oz tomorrow you know or tonight i i i probably haven't watched it in 10 years you know so it's just i i just remember that from my early memories that's a good one too <laughs> So I don't know. Anything else? anybody Anything else? anybody want to say about this? Well, if you're talking about just
0: fantasy, I think um, it's been like a huge thing that I've uh, gravitated towards. You know, with anything, whether it's uh, movies or writing or any of that kind of stuff. Um, And there's been a a lot of great fantasy movies. You know, here especially in the last, I'd say, ten years, uh, maybe fifteen years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we have Star Wars, which I would argue is you know pretty much fantasy. Um, and we have uh, what the Lord of the Rings has been, you know, done by Peter Jackson. Um, yeah, I would say
4: that's what I was going to say. The effort, you know, um, I'm not a big fan of the the of, effort the Lord of the Rings. Was a good effort, or or of the <laughs> Hobbit. You know, the Hobbit's a little better, but not much. Um, but yeah, it great efforts, you know, and to for the sheer beauty of looking at them, they're pretty damn good. Well, in the Marvel movies,
0: all right, you know, that's that's yeah. all,
4: yeah 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 that and seven That, that, faces again, that goes Lyle. in between that goes in between fantasy and and science fiction you know and it, the, mm-hmm. the line blurs you know it, it just definitely blurs some of these
2: fantasy genres kind of do though the i think the best kind of can bring in the fantasy elements within other genres you know oh, and, oh yeah. yeah yeah and i've always had a hard time is as a kid I had no difference boundaries between fantasy and reality. When I watched a movie, to me, it was reality, yep. you know, and, and, and that's why it was hard for me to to really f- pick out like a fantasy movie because I think because the the imbad the movies were so far removed from what I realized was real life, you know, that's how I identified it. But when I watched Ultraman or Godzilla, they were just as real – in my really life right now is as you know i didn't identify them as actors portraying roles these were real people you know these were real monsters so as a kid i just there was no distinction between reality and fantasy it was all the same for me
0: and you're saying that's changed now <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> i have a little bit easier of time identifying it but uh you know but i don't like to well, separate i, I like to i think that's all a... on the same plate
0: that's, I think that's the, the, the great part of like growing up in the times that we did is that that's all of that kind of fiction and entertainment is part of the pattern of our life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, especially, Agreed. you know, you'd have to go to the theater at a certain time. Um, for most of us, television was at a certain time uh, what we would see things you for had a to, very long time. You had to time. wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. You had to plan. Everything was planned or, or not everything, but a lot of <laughs> stuff was planned around that. Marking the TV guide. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And it was rare you'd have surprises because you had that whole guide. Uh, but then when you did have those surprises, oh they were awesome. You know, you're like, oh, this mm-hmm. is on now. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's that's to me. That's, you know, I, part of my life or I would say a good part of my life is lived in fantasy um, and yeah. uh, no regrets because, you know, it's like you get to live a multitude of lives as opposed to just <laughs> one boring one where I punch a time clock. And a few other things, yeah.
4: which some say is one, just one, the ultimate fantasy that's going on, you know, by the great uh, programmer. Yeah. what well, yeah. If you think,
0: if you read <laughs> the, the stuff on quantum physics right now, we're all yes. fucking illusions. We're illusions. <laughs> be I'll be a, a sexy a whole, illusion. A
2: lot better than I, what I got now? <laughs> <laughs> I need to be a better writer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know if I, I mean I'm assuming the rest of you kind of feel the same way. When you, when we were young, investing ourselves 100% into whatever it is that we were watching, like like you said, Feather, like you, when you saw, the, you know, The Wizard of Oz, you're invested in that, or uh, on the big screen, seeing these movies, you're totally invested, you know, because the, the I would get very emotionally involved and invested in the characters, like when when Johnny Sacco, when one, one giant robot sacrifices himself I cried I cried I was like five years six years old and I just wept because here's my best friend you know this <laughs> has gone you know and I, I always as a kid even like even in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory I, I remember crying like the first time I saw it because I was so happy for Charlie but also like so sad it was over like oh my yeah. god I, <laughs> I wanted to live in the chocolate factory I wanted to stay in this world that was so amazing I didn't want to you know and it was on television because you never know when you're going to see it again you know yeah. and uh yeah I, I just remember being totally invested i'm assuming you guys probably have done or have those kinds of experiences yeah
0: i yeah. wanted i wanted to know what the oompa loompa smelled like <laughs> grape <laughs> Frape.
3: Frape. <laughs> Frape.
0: oh no don't go there
5: the oompa loompa diaper changing station <laughs> <laughs>
2: good song called oompa loompa love that talks about that
0: <laughs> yeah i uh um like you guys you mentioned the kaiju stuff um i think the kaiju stuff it's funny because like the original godzilla movie was kind of dark right um mm-hmm. but then a lot of the subsequent movies became much more fantastic and they had kind of the dark science element but they always tempered it with that kind of childlike fantasy that was just like it did not have to make connections or sense or any of that kind of stuff. It just no. had to be so wow. Fantastic. It uh,
4: appealed to a six to seven year old crowd. You mm-hmm. know, that was their tar- target audience. Unless,
0: yeah. unless it's right sold. after monster zero. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. started going that way anyway, but. unless it's some of yeah. us, then it's a six to 50, 60, 70
2: year old audience. Yeah. I mean, it's like Mo- Godzilla's revenge is, a, is a, child, a child's fantasy. I, no, I kind of go.
5: like that when everybody yes. disses it. I do, too. Place. Yeah,
2: he gets, gets a bad rap, you know, but... For a kid's I movie? Mean, that is just Yeah, awesome. I thought it was fantastic. And Gabra scared the hell out of me. As a kid. <laughs> He's the bully monster, you know, like, oh, no. You know, and I wanted to be there. I wanted Godzilla to be my friend. I mean, I totally identified with this kid. I'm thinking, my God, you get to talk to Minya and Godzilla? You know, I, t- I was 100% invested. You know, I get it. I totally
5: get it. And the American uh, release had that cool, that cool uh, beginning music. <laughs> it's not the yeah. same as the Japanese one. It's funny; it makes me laugh. I can't even do it. Anyway, take my word toward...
4: for it. Okay, well there you go. Hey, Fantasy. that's it. Therapy's over. Oh,
5: did we talk about Seven Faces of Dr. Lao? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Have we ever talked? I think we've mentioned it. Have we ever really talked about it? That's a good, good point. It's a good movie.
5: It's fun. It goes back. To there, if that's, you're a there's kid, fantasy
4: for you right there, man. Yeah, if you're a little kid, that's, that's cool. pure and simple. That's I loved
5: it when fantasy. I first saw it. Yeah. Anyway,
4: think about it. No, don't don't think about it too long.
5: <laughs> yeah, <it was laughs> too late. Yeah.
2: turning
4: when you don't think too much. It is turning around. Okay. All seven faces.
3: I think <laughs> I've seen, I think I've seen. Yeah, I'm pretty
4: sure I've seen that. Yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. It really is a fun. George
3: movie. powell He's my oh, Pal. Yeah. I I'm looking it up now. Yes, I I do remember this. I've seen it. Yeah.
5: Oh 21. well,
4: then yeah yeah that just opens up that whole uh the whole Asian fantasy. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> uh, the ramen noodles or whatever, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, you know, and, and another
2: tangent. I know we're about done here, but I, I would also maybe make an argument for the Wild Wild West. Oh
4: yeah! So oh well.
2: yeah! Oh no! Good that's good dare fun. day. Very, yeah, early, <laughs> oh. early early steampunk yep. kind of fantasy. Yes. I, love
4: you're, you're, sure. oh, it, I love that show. I love that show. Yeah, chance. that's a good 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 thing. That just you know, when Knocked you said this battery that, off talk, my shoulder head. Uh, that just like. <laughs> flashed in my my head because i watched that you know religiously that's yeah you talk about that you know you have that schedule every week and wild wild west i i wanted to watch it every week because i recognized that just the sheer absurdity and you know just the fun it was just fun i just loved the fun of it you know Yes. And, and I, I just, yeah, I look forward to that show. So there, you're, you're absolutely right. There's one of my favorite fantasies right there.
2: Yeah. I was probably five or six. I remember watching that on, on local Channel 43 out of Cleveland. They would show, it was like Wild Wild West and I think Star Trek or something came after that. But my dad was a big fan of the Wild Wild West. So I watched it with him and then became a big fan. And so I just loved, because I watched Westerns with my dad all the time but this i knew it was different it was it was all the contraptions and the gadgets and the the weird kind of technology that that and that kind of wink to the uh, audience you know there was that spy element that's yeah. you know like like and Ross martins
4: disguise yeah like
2: yeah the skies is the kind of james bondish kind of yeah. element yeah in a way that i just appealed to me like oh this is fantastic you well, know?
0: And, and the so. wink the wink comes at the very beginning of the show with that I would say one of the greatest intros to a television show oh. ever. Doom, doom. That, yeah, the four the, the four doom, 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 doom. the four frame uh, animation, you know, thing where they're Very starting iconic, to interact. Yeah. yeah, they're interacting with each frame, and yeah, oh, it just yeah. and it really sets off the tone of the show. So if you mm-hmm. you know if you've not seen the show, you're looking at that going what? And then as soon as the yeah. show starts, you're like
3: awesome. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. That,
0: yeah.
3: I have to agree. That's like one of my favorite um, opening an- or animated opening sequences to a show. It's just. The art is beautiful, and it's it's just—it's that very tongue-in-cheek style. But ah, so good.
4: Yeah, the tongue-in-cheek—that's the—that's the the whole key to the whole show. You know, yeah, it's all tongue-in-cheek and just done for fun.
2: A lot of those were at the time, though. But out of comedy, there were comedy comic elements, right? But it oh, wasn't yes. like get hard no. or it wasn't yeah. like
4: that. It was still straightforward.
2: There were you know it was moments of adventure and those things, but that oh yeah it was tongue firmly planted in cheek, and that's yes. And it's still it's still annoying. And the French loved it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so
0: so the modern day the modern day equivalent would be what, burn notice. Okay what, no, what,
4: no. Uh, Briscoe County. Briscoe oh, yeah, okay.
3: I was just gonna say that.
4: Yeah, there you go, yeah. Great. Uh, yeah, burn notice, Briscoe. okay. The chin, we we got that correlation <laughs> going on there. That connection. I don't know. Burn notice is pretty interesting, but I've, I've just been watching it again. Yeah, it's
0: really fantastic, but it's really
4: cool. I don't know if it. That's that's that's. Yeah, that's fantasy. That's that's what I consider MacGyver fantasy. MacGyver got a
5: got a paperclip. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's good. It's good. The first couple of seasons are just—they're fun, you know. There's a sense of humor that goes on through the whole thing, and it does have, you know, Bruce Campbell in it, and his part is really good, and uh, the whole thing's it's, its kind of a good series. But fantasy, me—I get it is fantasy. I'll go with that. So, are we going to end on the burn notice? Yeah, we'll end. On,
3: <laughs>
0: we'll end on that heated argument.
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say. That was a fantastic dump. Fantastic dump. <laughs> Speaking of frat.
5: <laughs> Fantastical ass ripping. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> poop This is Dr. Dog.
0: This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Gadfly.
2: This is Dr. Head. And this is Mom. Wow. <laughs> the
0: blue faz, and you are listening to
3: Sam um, and Sam. 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 radio, radio, radio. Oh.
5: Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh.
4: oh, 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 you can find us all over the interwebs.
2: If I'm your fantasy, check me out.
4: One eight hundred D's red. That's right. You want head?
2: You got him.
0: You want to see my profile? It's going to take a lot of bandwidth.
4: That's right. <laughs> I am a big man.
0: Uh, me have huge bandwidth. Let's talk about the S curve. I'd have that checked out.
2: I'm more like an O, but that's close enough. <laughs>
0: Sure you will find us all
4: Oh, anyway, I had to my phone was ringing so I had to cut cut my mic off. Somebody uh, called you radio at gmail.com mark justice writer on the facebook We freaks. Now that's spelled kind of funny there. Um Freaky. That's we Freaks <laughs> on Facebook. Did I mention that Tarn Feather actually have a website that <laughs> we do works, works <laughs> kind of some other time. It's tarnfeather.com.
0: Go figure. And they're about Maybe to be I'm inducted shocking. into the Horror Host Hall of Fame. Go figure.
4: <laughs> Go, Go. figure. Oh, that's true. Um, and apparently there's me. going to be some kind of virtual uh, ceremony going on sometime. Uh, uh, details to follow. <laughs> I don't know what, what any of that shit's going on. But anyway, so there you have it. Uh, Psycho Cinema, which is Tarn Feather's uh, uh, Facebook page. Unsane Radio. What is that? It's on Facebook. Go to the Unsane Radio dot com website and then click on the pictures and look at them. What was that? Thank you. That was unsane.radio.com.
5: What was that?
0: On Un- the next episode, radio.com. and on the next episode, we'll be discussing Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman,
2: <laughs> or Mary Hartsky, Mary Hartsky. I think <laughs> it might be the superior show.
0: Yeah, we met them in Nomansky. <laughs>